Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to Best on Board, presented by BetMGM. Michael Beller here with you as we sit here recording this episode of Best on the Board. It is Tuesday, March 29th. This episode is an in-depth preview of Kansas and Villanova, one of the two Final Four games coming our way on Saturday. We've got a Duke UNC preview in here as well. And we've got a couple more episodes coming your way where we will dive even further into these games leading up to the Final Four over the weekend. So, Kansas, Villanova, let's do it. CJ Moore here with us. CJ, the Kansas expert. What's going on, man? Hey, man. I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, you, you, you get a little more excited, man. Final Four week. <laughs> You're heading down to New Orleans tomorrow. I'm... I'm uh watching all this tape i'm just i'm in i'm in film watching mode man so uh, i love it i freaking yeah. love it but uh i'm stressed trying to get this you know i got this asshole editor on on that on me. <laughs> and speaking of that brian bennett also here with us to break down this kansas nova game what's going on brian not much michael good to talk to you a bit i was a little sick there uh early rounds of the tournament so i wasn't able to come on but uh, i should have because i actually have a perfect bracket i don't know if you guys know that oh my god st peter's the lead eight huh the biggest st peter's believer in the world should have turned it in you know but um, <laughs> still looking pretty good so yeah you got to feel pretty good got to feel pretty good about that what that would that so you're yeah 60 64 for 64 yeah looking good you know i'm pretty sure i'm gonna finish it off so <laughs> there we go well Let's uh, let, let's get into it then. Let's get into it with Kansas and Villanova. Uh, these uh, lines have not moved since our last episode looking at the final four. So this is still Kansas minus four and a half with a total of 132 and a half. And on this episode, we're more focused on you know the X's and O's and how these teams match up with one another. So CJ, we're going to go to you first here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas, you know, we, we talked a little bit before we got going here about how we know these teams are played two very different paces and Noah's going to want to slow things down Kansas is going to want to speed things up so let's look at that from Kansas point of view CJ how do they speed things up how do they get this game to the pace that they want to get it to well it's tough to turn over over so um but at the same time Kansas you could say the same about Miami Kansas was able to turn Miami over but I I think the big thing is like Kansas has to force miss shots um there's going to be some long misses sometimes you can run off long misses Kansas is probably the best team in the country at the grab and go fast break, like grab and go rebounds take off. Cause Christian Brown's really good at it. Jalen Wilson's really good at it. And then once you get the ball to Remy, he's really good at passing ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kansas will want to create pace. It's, it's difficult against Villanova because they can still offensive rebound by just sending one or two. Like uh, the Dixon kid is, a really good Eric Dixon's really good offensive rebounder. Like you just have to have him around there. So Nova's going to get back. Um, if you look at if you look at Nova's uh, last handful of games, you have to go back to mid February to find a game where they played over seventy possessions. Tournament sixty one fifty nine sixty two fifty eight. So the games usually played on their at their terms. Um, but Kansas will want to try to create pace best they can. And like I said, best best way to do that is just not take the ball out of the basket. Brian, look at this from the reverse side of things for us. How does how does Villanova, as CJ just said, they've been playing right in that 60 possession pace that they love to play at regardless of opponent. They did it against Houston. They get it, did it against Delaware. They don't really care about the style of the other team. That's where they want to live. How do they do that? Yeah, and I think it's going to be an even more of a focus for them because uh, they're missing Justin Moore. 
you know, mm-hmm. probably their best, you know, best pure perimeter scorer. So you know they're they're going to have to try to replace his, his production. It's 15 points a game, you know, over six three point attempts per game, even though he only shoots it 35. percent It always looks like it's going in. So you kind of have to respect that every time. And for them, you know, they're such a short bench to begin with, and now they're going to rely on you know trying to get Brian Antoine up to speed, maybe Baby Arch. Uh, give him some more minutes. So this is a team that's really, you know, Jay's probably only going to want to play five guys if he can and, and just spell the other guys, you know, for real short spurts. So they're going to want to play as slow as possible, I think, and maybe even get under 60 possessions if if they want to. So uh, th- they're a team that, that can do that because they can they can run the shot clock all the way down and still get a good look. Gillespie's so good at that at controlling the pace. And, of course, if you foul them, it's automatic from the free throw line. So, so those are so, some real concerns, uh, I think, for Kansas. Uh, CJ, put yourself in Bill Self's mind. Uh, how does he? How does he take Villanova out of what they want to do? How does how, how does Kansas do that? How does Kansas make this a game that uh, is you know is something that's uncomfortable for what Villanova wants to play? Yeah, I think you have to. It starts with Gillespie. You you've got to try to take him away. I thought Houston did a really good job of taking him away, and you, and the pickup point was up by half court, like they were in his ass. Right as soon as he comes Whoa. off the sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No. Can we not say ass? Sorry. No, they, they, were in, they were in you his can. butt. <laughs> right after he he crossed half court. Still it's still it's still a shocking, you know, phrase. But you can you can say it. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's just basketball talk. They, they were they were real guarding him really closely as soon as he crossed half court and not letting him rub off ball screens. I think you've got to try to wear him down and make it really tough for him to get his to his spots. Mm-hmm. Because if you give him a running start, he's just going to bury your butt <laughs> into the paint and he's going to back you down. And that's why the Dewan Harris-Gillespie matchup is so important because Kansas has a decision to make. Are you going to guard Gillespie with Harris and Rumi Martin? Mm-hmm. Are you going to move one of your big wings like Christian Brown or Ochai Baji onto Gillespie? Yeah, where, think- where Harris is better is is picking him up early and getting into the guy early and, and, and really making it tough to get to your spots, right? But Harris is about a buck fifty-five. Mm-hmm. So and Gillespie is strong. So he can back him down. Now a Brown or an Abaji have a better shot there. But if you're if you're guarding Gillespie with one of those guys, Gillespie will take you, will hurt your legs mm-hmm. because it's so much um, energy to guard him, like so physical. So that that's on the other end, you're maybe taking away one of your really good scorers if you're trying to guard Gillespie there. So th- those are kind of the decisions I think Kansas has to make in this game, and um, we'll be interested to see. But you know, Gillespie hasn't been awesome lately mm-hmm. um that's a, do we think he's 100 percent? we know he got I, he got rolled he got, up at the end of the houston game and then what game was that I, you guys off the, the top of your head michigan game he got hurt or the michigan and uh, then what, what game was it today that they don't think he's right what what game was it at the end of the the regular season or the Big East tournament that he got rolled up to or he hurt his ankle and left yeah. it was a it was a villanova oh, yeah. win Late in the regular season, it looked bad. I actually I was watching that. I can't even remember what game it was. I don't even. I don't think he missed any time. I don't think he missed any games because of it. But it, it looked horrible. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was late in the season, a game that they won. I think it was still the regular season. I don't think it was the Big East tournament. But either way, it just there was it, concerns yes. of like, was he done for the year? Like on that yes. fall? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm almost positive it was still the regular season, but either way, just like he he does, it doesn't seem like he's hundred. He's a hundred percent. He's I mean, thirty six minutes against Houston, thirty nine against Michigan, thirty eight against Ohio State. He's going to be out there for another thirty seven plus uh, uh, against game, Kansas. I'd, I'd like to know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I can probably I can take a look I'll, here. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a question to Brian and then I'll see if I can dig it up. Um, but Brian, in in a world where he is not where Colin Gillespie's not hundred percent, we know how important he is to this team. Justin Moore obviously not out there. I mean, what is what does Villanova do offensively? To I mean, we know they're going to want to slow things down, but slowing things down is one thing, and maybe, and there's definitely a chance they can do that. Slowing things down and also scoring enough to win. Like, uh, yeah, I don't I don't care how well they play. They're they're not holding to, to Kansas Kansas to 44 that they held Houston to in the Elite Eight. So, where does the offense come from to get them above a point where even if they play very well defensively, we know Kansas is still going to get to. Yeah, no, that's a great question, but you know, I think that they're so balanced when they're, when they're right, and obviously Jermaine Samuels, I think, is going to have to have a huge game, and he's played pretty well in this tournament, and especially without Moore, uh, he's he's going to be a guy that I think they look to a lot, and and I, and I think you know the one thing they do well is they they do post up their guards, you know, they can go uh, kind of reverse uh, post on those, and you know, I'm interested in CJ's thoughts on. David McCormick in this in this matchup, you know, talk about a guy who's not 100. percent You could tell McCormick was was limping around a little bit the other other day. It looked like his you know his foot maybe bothering him, but he still played pretty well. Uh, he's been a good weapon for them against smaller teams, but we've seen we've seen Villanova really neutralize bigs uh, here in the last couple of rounds. Hunter Dickinson really uh, couldn't get anything going, and then you know some of Houston's bigs really had a tough day despite the size disadvantage. So I, I'm kind of interested in how Villanova is going to attack McCormick and whether Kansas you know tries to go small a little bit here. Yeah, I, I think that Kansas, they have decisions to make with, with McCormick as well. Um, I thought it was a really, really smart move in the Elite Eight to not have McCormick guard the other team's center because Sam Wardenberg was a terrific pick-and-pop guy. And so they hid McCormick on the four-man, uh, Miller, who couldn't shoot. And do you do that here? Like, So here's where the Moore injury hurts Villanova because I think – their like best offensive lineup is when they put Dixon on the bench and they play Samuel at the five. And that would be a problem for Kansas, but you can't do that now very much if at all, because of the injury to Moore. Um, so if I'm Kansas, you're probably, you know, when Dixon's on the floor, you're probably guarding him with McCork. He can, he can make threes, but he hasn't taken a lot this year. You know, is he going to step up and, shoot a bunch of threes in this game. I don't know. Um, the other guy you might see McCormick guard, um, and I, I need to watch some more tape and see if anybody's done this, but Slater's not that good a shooter. And I wonder if they try to hide him on Slater mm-hmm. and uh, just have him sag off and dare Slater to make shots. Um, so, yeah, K- Kansas has some interesting decisions there. On the other end, like you said, they've been able to take bigs away. Um, the biggest thing McCormick might be able to do there is offensive rebound. I think you can, you know, that that's that's one of the things that he does best. Um, Houston had some success against Nova hitting the glass, which Houston's terrific at that. But McCormick's one of the best offensive rebounders in the country. Uh, yeah, so just on that point, which I think is an interesting point for sure, Brandon Slater uh, shooting at just 32% from three this year, 30 for 94. So yeah, definitely not someone who, who scares you too much when he's letting it uh, fire from behind the arc. I, I found the Colin Gillespie ankle injury from the regular season. It was actually a little bit longer ago than uh, than I remembered. Uh, so I'm happy that uh, we took a look at it. This was, It happened back uh, in a win 
over UConn on February 8th or February 5th, excuse me, February 5th. Yeah. yeah so, um, and again, didn't, didn't miss any time because of it. So uh, he has had some time to, to recover from, but you said that you, you've talked to people who think that he's, he's still playing at less than hundred percent right now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that'll be something, of course, uh, already behind the eight ball Villanova is without Justin Moore. And if they're also talking about a less than 100% Colin Gillespie, that's certainly going to be tough for the Wildcats. Brian, let me ask you to put yourself into Jay Wright's head. We've already talked about the pace issue and how that's going to determine a lot of the way that this game unfolds. But what scares you the most if you're Jay Wright about what Kansas is doing offensively right now? Yeah, they just they just have a lot more weapons now that Remy Martin has, has emerged as this kind of microwave scorer and a guy who can really push the pace, as, as CJ noted. And and you know Ochai, you know, has been has been off the entire tournament and finally kind of got going in that second half. If you've got him, you know, if he if he's playing well and he's back to his All America level, uh, that's just a, a big big difference. And, and even if you can shut him down, you know, now you've got you got Remy Martin to worry about. You've you've got Christian Brown, uh, you've got Jalen Wilson, so they've got a lot of options on the wings. Um, and I think, you know, that's kind of how you have to attack Villanova is from those wing spots. So, you know, it's a, and you're just so thin. I mean, that's, I, I want to give Jay Wright, you know, as much credit as, as possible. I mean, he's going to come up with something, especially mm-hmm. having you know, almost a week to prepare. Um, I think he's going to stretch those timeouts, those really, really long timeouts uh, <laughs> in the final four. Yep. Uh, maybe call a couple as well, get his guys as much rest as possible. But, uh, you know, if he cannot get into an up and down game here. Just can't. I mean, you cannot let this become like a 70 possession game as we talked about. Cannot let Kansas run. And, uh, you know, the rebounding is still an issue for Villanova. And, you know, they, they haven't exactly been blowing teams away, you know, with Justin Moore in the lineup. You know, they, they've been winning, obviously, but the, most of the games have been close and have come down, you know, to the last couple of minutes. So now you take, again, you take away at 15 points per game. Uh, where are you going to get that production? And it just, I don't know if they, they're going to be able to score enough against a Kansas team that, that pretty regularly, you know, has been very efficient on the offensive end. It, CJ, we were talking about uh, you this uh, film study that you're doing um, leading into the show. And so I just want I want you to bring some of what we were talking about off air to on the air. We're talking about the last couple of wins that Villanova has had. The win over Michigan in the Sweet 16, the win over Houston in the, uh, in the Elite Eight. Both teams, uh, Michigan and Houston, teams that we think of as – at least so in Michigan's case a team that we definitely think of as uh, being a good interior scoring team and I think we think the same of Houston certainly with the way that they offensive rebound and Villanova just I mean got whether it was whether it was what they did defensively whether they got a little bit of good fortune I mean held those teams to ridiculously low two-point percentages in those games and close in two-point percentages in those games I mean Michigan is a team that typically shoots it in the low 60s uh, on close twos and they shot it at 50 percent in that loss to Villanova. So, I mean, way lower than what they did for the season. Houston scored 44 points and just couldn't hit a shot. They had plenty of good looks from from three, from two, and they just couldn't get anything going. Uh, and so that feels like something that Villanova is going to have to do again in this game with Kansas. So I ask you in your, in your film study, is that good fortune, good defense? Uh, what are you seeing from this Nova team over these more recent games? I think it's, it's good defense. You know, they – they're not a big help team. They stay home on shooters. So it's a lot of one-on-one defense. And they just put their chest into you, and they make you score over the top of them. And, you know, that's their post-defense as well. You know, they, they they make you make hard shots, and they're just going to be leaning on you. you. You might think it's a foul, but it's not. They're just – they're guarding with their chest. They do a terrific job at it. And 
it's a game where Kansas is going to have to score in that five to 10 foot range over, over their stretch arms. And, you know, it's, it's a game to me that um, it could be a big Remy game. I think mm-hmm. they switch so much that you can get, you know, you can get Remy on Dixon, you can get Remy on their center and see if he can fly by him. Um, and he's really, really hard to stay in front of. It's also a game to me that it could be a big Jalen Wilson game. Um, in the Providence game, which is a big East rugged team, right? Kind of like Nova. Um, it turned into second half when Kansas couldn't really make shots. It turned into getting it to Jalen Wilson. He had the best mismatch, let him drive downhill. And he's KU's of those three wings. He's probably the best, just get it and go to the rim and, and finish it with, you know, when there's physicality there. Um, so, so those are Remy and, and, and Jalen Wilson are two guys that I think in that middle third of the floor in those channels, they've got to be able to drive it and got to be able to finish. And then the other guy that, you know, Ochai is more known more of a shooter, but um, I think he can maybe get some, some, some curl drives too, because they, they trail behind on um, when, you know, when you set a, uh, a screen away from the ball, they're going to lock and trail. They're not mm-hmm. going to switch that action. And so I think Ochai might be able to get some dri- driving layups there. All right. The uh, line on this game has not changed for what it's worth. Uh, just, uh, t- no, no, just yesterday. Excuse me. Just yesterday. Uh, Villanova, in terms of uh, being uh, for championship odds, was at plus 475, uh, just a step ahead of North Carolina, who was at mm-hmm. plus 500. Now those are flipped. Now Villanova's plus 500, North Carolina's plus 475. Nothing has changed for Duke or Kansas uh, in terms of being crowned champion uh, a little less than a week from now. Duke's still at plus 160, Kansas still at plus 180. These game odds have not changed, so we'll wrap it up with a little prediction. Not going to hold you to it like we usually do because this has been more of an X's and O's breakdown, and we're still days and days and days away from this game. But to refresh your memory, Kansas, four-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. 132-and-a-half is a total. Brian, what's your instinct telling you on this one? Probably to stay away from the point spread just because if Villanova does get the pace to where they want it, it's going to be a low-scoring game. You know, could be you know in that kind of five to six to four point range, and and you'd be sweating the whole the whole game. But that under is looking fairly tasty for all the reasons we talked about in terms of you know the slow pace and Villanova's scoring issues. If they can slow Kansas down to their pace, then you could see a game kind of like we did against maybe not the Houston level, but maybe more like the Providence game or sixty six sixty one, and and maybe you know get both teams in the in the low sixties, and then, and then you you catch that under. CJ, what are you thinking? I think um, I like the under is probably a smart play. Um, if Nova's making shots, then that could go out the window. Um, you can get threes against Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter, of, you know, whether you're going to be able to make them. I think ultimately Kansas eventually pulls away late. Um, Kansas doesn't really play its depth that much, but it does have options off the bench. It plays seven guys, sometimes eight sometimes nine um, in a scenario where somebody gets in pile trouble, Bill Self has options. So I think Kansas pulls away late and I'll say KU covers, but um, I mean, it could be a one possession game too. We could, we could definitely see that. 
Yeah, we. I mean, you, you, like, as shorthanded as we know Villanova is going into this matchup, and as much as Kansas absolutely, even if even if Villanova weren't shorthanded, Kansas would absolutely deserve to be viewed as the favorite in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, doubting Jay Wright with a week's worth of preparation is usually a fool's errand. So yeah. I understand why you'd want to stay away from the spread in this game and maybe take a look at that under. I do have a play for this game, but I'm going to save it for our next episode. So I'm going to keep you hanging on that as we wrap things up for this episode of Best on the Board. For CJ and Brian, I'm Michael Beller. Thanks so much. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.